Something Weird is a movie that does not betray its title. The script for this was written by a fellow named James Hurley. Jim Hurley was a faculty member at a little school in Chicago called Triton College, and he also was the producer. He was immersed in the concept of psychic power, and he disagreed with changes that we had made in this movie to make it more of a movie and less of a lecture on ESP. That was the genesis of his making his own movie, The Psychic. Incidentally, I was the cameraman on Jim Hurley's movie, The Psychic, which was made only because he felt we had not been psychic enough in making something weird. We made up for it. We were weird. once again make clear that which most do not seem to understand. This podcast is marked as explicit, not because it offers a mature look into the world of topics not meant for the young or immature, but because it mucks about in very appalling, gormless, and tasteless filth whilst reveling in it. Cinema Psyops aims to drag you down into the very same muck filled with sexual deviancy and decayed morality. Cinema Psyops. They heap weekly praise on such filth while discussing the most base and animalistic urges, reviewing the lowest common denominator of low-grade trash ever considered film.
Welcome to the 408th episode of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your co-host, Court, who can keep whatever week he's faking recording straight. And speaking of not knowing whether or not he can keep it straight, here's my co-host, Matt. What day is it? What day? <laughs> it is the Sunday before when we will be recording more than what we recorded last week. <laughs> yeah, see... You have no idea. You see, you don't have any fucking idea either. Yeah. Well, I had to number the folders for the episodes, clips, and everything. Yeah. So that's what I did. And uh, when I looked up after I said 407th, no, it's actually the 408th episode. Yeah. It's 408, something weird. Mm. This is going to be a fun one to talk about. There you go. Uh, this is a definite um, definite turn for Herschel, I think. Um, and I'm kind of excited to see what you thought of this one, because I feel like it was just different enough that you may be like, well, at least this is different and found a way to enjoy it more. But it's also very roughly made, so I don't know. I, it's roughly made, but I didn't mind it. You are kind of right. I enjoyed parts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't really. H.G. Uh, Lewis doesn't do movies, man. He doesn't do whole movies. He just makes product. That's that's that, he says that himself. He was just making yeah. product, you know. And if it turned out that the movie turned out to be good on top of that, great. But he just needed to get something to get butts and seats to sell tickets. He was a businessman. That's what he did movies for. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Yeah, it just so happened man. that he invented genres by accident by just trying to find something to exploit. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. you know what? Good I'm, for him. Seriously, that's the whole reason we're doing this box set. Um, I freely admit that a lot of his movies aren't great. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't think any of his movies are actually like good. The closest one is that we've done so far is definitely uh, 2000 Maniacs. He took his time on that and he really crafted that film. And uh, it's probably the best made of all of them thus far. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 2000 Maniacs is definitely the now, best one. Of course, he claims his Dracula, A Taste of Blood, which does have a lot more production to it. And it does look like he spent a little more time on it, but it's also still very roughly made and has very much the same feeling of everything else. It just so happens to be longer. He just applied himself more to make a longer film. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we've, we've yeah. seen it all. We've talked it all about it all. And uh, this time he tries to make a quote unquote psychic movie, but sort of turns out to be a drug culture movie and a rather surprising one at that uh this had me reminded of some old episodes of dragnet with blue boy dragnet with blue boy i, I don't know what that one is. yeah i know dragnet oh, uh, i don't know what, dragnet started dealing with the uh drug culture in a very uh conservative leaning way and they created characters that were playing around with acid and all this other stuff that drebin and the other dude had to deal with right his name was Blue Boy, I think. He painted half his yeah. face blue, and he was doing a lot of acid and was, like, involved in things that look like the Manson cult. And, like, eventually he has, like, I think he dies of an overdose or <laughs> some shit as well. Like, they have this whole, like, dark drug tale arc that's very conservatively bound because it is fucking Dragnet. So that's, there we go. Damn. That's what I'm explaining there. Anyway, the sequences with him when he's supposed All to be right. tripping out, uh, they were doing as an excuse to uh, still do some trippy drug content as well. Um, and you, I, I, I vaguely remember uh, like seeing hallucinations from his perspective is what I'm getting at. And that's what I think this movie reminds me I got of, you. is those sequences in Dragnet. <laughs> so let's uh, stop beating around the bush. Let's take the break here so we can actually get to talking about something weird. Up first, we're going to have the Legion Patreon ad and immediately following for the Pirate Radio edit this week. 
I am actually picking songs that are from the trip out drug culture era. A lot of these bands were psychedelic bands or are psychedelic bands from the 60s for something weird because this is a very trippy flip. Up first is Diddy Wah Diddy by Captain Beefheart and the Magic Band right after this. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing... All the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars... You can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Captain Beefheart's another one of those bands that I will just let go for way too long if you uh, don't try and stop me. Captain Beefheart. <laughs> That's a kick-ass fucking song. But let's go ahead and start talking about something that may not kick so much ass. Something weird. Something weird. The first 20 minutes start, we have a lady, she's getting chased, and then uh, she is killed, and we see her face drop, and it's like this old, messed-up, pale, witchy-looking face. Yeah. So then we cut to karate time. And this dude shows off some moves and then spars with another guy and he whoops that dude's ass. Um, then we cut to a dude making out with a lady and that lady tells that dude that he is electrifying. And then we cut to a dude getting electrocuted at work from a power line, working on a power line. This other guy, Mitch, tries to help, but then he takes a power line right to the fucking face. The uh, doc comes and they take him away to the hospital. Then after that, a narrator comes on, and that's our first clip. Knows that people contact the world around them by their five senses. Sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. But many times, a person reports an awareness of a happening when none of these channels could possibly be involved. 
This then is the sixth sense, the extrasensory perception, commonly known as ESP. The Russians for the past decade have intensified their experimentation in extrasensory research. They're working and experimenting on a crash program whose goal is to surpass America in the field of parapsychology, that branch of science which deals with a range of mental activities commonly called psychic. Dr. Alex Jordan, a renowned parapsychologist, is employed by a branch of the federal government for top secret work in ESP and its relationship to American defense. This organization is determined that the United States will be the first to communicate with other planets, the first to advance in the field of ESP, and the last to perish in an all-out nuclear war. So then uh, we see the dude, he's all scarred in bed, he sees these strange lights and they're freaking him out. Then the doctors talk, and well, this word dialogue, so it's our next clip. As we always say, this, this is, is the way. way. No doubt about it, Dr. Wayne. Cronin Mitchell is one of the finest sensitives that I've ever tested. Now, it may be that his accident was the cause. I don't know. Or it may be the electrical current that he was subjected to. We have several theories. Dr. Oxen, are you sure? I thought he might be faking. That's why I call the university. I know that you people are interested in this kind of thing. I'm sure. I've tested literally thousands of these psychics, and he ran through my deck of ESP cards as though it was child's play. He acts almost deranged. Well, he may still be suffering from some form of shock, but if only, absolutely not. I've seen too many of these self-styled psychics to be fooled. By the way, doctor, that's a ghastly burn that he's received, and plastic surgery be employed. No, the tissues are burned too deeply. I don't know what will become of him. He feels his life is over. God only knows what he can do with a face like that. I feel sorry for him. Seems a shame, Doctor. His friends tell me that he's a different man since the accident. Cynical. Almost morbid. Of course, anybody would be affected to have received a shock like that. But his sense of ESP is fantastic. Under control situations, he's even moved an object. Three of clubs. Queen of hearts. This is too much. You've named 30 cards correctly. I could name 52 out of 52 if I wanted to. A thousand out of a thousand. You're fantastic. Can you tell me something about myself, Mr. Mitchell? Marry within the year. You'll have two children, not three. Your husband's name will be Roy. Well, that's the name of the boy you were out with last night. Remember last night in his car? Why, Miss Browning, I'm surprised at you. That would be quite enough. I should have realized that it's impossible to be nice to someone like you. Oh, I'll show you how you can really be nice to rapey yeah and that's uh, exactly what happens he gets a little rapey and the nurse uh turns on a light he kind of freaks out she said he should have died in that accident and then stares in the mirror at his disfigured self and alternates between crying and laughing we cut to he's doing readings he's covered up in a mask like a scarf and sunglasses and he does readings for two bucks a piece 
After he throws out one of his customers, a book of witchcraft appears in his hands. He then says he feels something is happening, and then a witch appears, the same face of the woman who died at the beginning of the movie, and that is our next clip. A good day, Mr. Mitchell. They tell me you are a gifted psychic. Well, can you do nothing but stare? Oh, oh, yes, yes, of course. Do you want a reading? Oh, perhaps, Mr. Mitchell. Perhaps. Must we have this? Well, well. So I have come to the right place. The Bible of the Witches. Uh, but certainly a fine clairvoyant such as yourself knows that witches don't exist. Or do you believe in witchcraft, Mr. Mitchell? What do you want? How did you get in here? Let's just say I have ways. But I haven't much time. I've made a long journey, Mr. Mitchell, and I don't think it will be in vain. You are psychic, and let's say that I have certain powers, too. For instance, I can look into your heart and tell you your deepest desires. What is this? Get to the point! Yes, yes, Mr. Mitchell. The point is that I know what you want, and I have the power to give it to you. For a small price, of course. I'll strike a bargain with you that will give you back your pretty face. Go on. Become my lover. Then you shall have your pretty face. Or refuse and spend the rest of your life hidden behind that mask because nobody can stand to look at you. Become your lover. <laughs> oh, that's a laugh. Well, you're even uglier than I am. Go on, get out of here, you crazy old Holy fuck. Yeah, I know, right? And what he sees is his face all back to normal. So he then goes out to dinner, and this drunk guy really harasses a young lady just trying to have herself, uh, you know, a nice little dinner. And uh, so he sends him away, and that leads to our next clip. I'm Cronin Mitchell. Pretty girls in trouble usually call me Mitch, and they always ask me to join them. Yes. I'm sorry. Please sit down. I'm Ellen Parker. You're a beautiful girl, Ellen Parker. Let's see what I can tell you about yourself. Your age is... unclear. You're 
Andre. the end of that uh, the first 20 minutes all right so i got to admit the jumping around and editing at the beginning felt kind of like russ meyer where it was just like choppy choppy for the excuse of being choppy choppy that russ liked to cut back and forth and do uh but it does still kind of tell the story and that was kind of the error of trying to that era of trying to be like psychedelic by doing these weird juxtaposition cuts to tell your story like that uh the guy getting electrocuted by grabbing the wire with the leather gloves and trying to move it up around him and then somehow it bounces off his face and burns his face off it's a bit of a work but the makeup works really well and uh the way that everybody else handles it after the electrocution happens it actually makes you feel like something really bad did happen to him and that they all expect yeah everyone's uh everyone expects him to be really hurt so yeah well yeah they're looking at him and they thought he was dead too and then when you see what's left of his face and the part that got melted off basically by the wire and all the damage that was done to the tissue there, then you can understand why they would think he was dead and it would take a doctor to check him to verify, you know, because that was yeah. after it healed what we saw. Yeah, right. Yeah. So who knows? the doc- But yeah, even it was weird, the doctor getting there. Like, all right, let's check him out. All right, get a gurney. All right. <laughs> right. It's just, I, mean, I don't know if a doctor like, would be out on the streets. Yeah. They did say that the one guy said he called an ambulance, but all of a sudden a doctor is just there. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, an ambulance, just that, you know, and with paramedics would have the doctor out there. <laughs> and can we talk about how the ambulance was clearly just somebody's station wagon that they bolted some rollers <laughs> on? Yep. 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 Yep, that's uh, that's a true fact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Holy yeah. shit. But despite all of this, I'm super charmed by this film, and it feels really, really kind of engaging to watch. And it's such an interesting breath of fresh air from the other stuff that we've gotten from H.G. Lewis at this point. Uh, the witch's makeup, I gotta confess, looks pretty bad. But I like the idea of what yeah. they're doing where the witch shows up and is like supposed to be this um, thing that is, you know, repulsive to him. Granted, you know just having a woman be ugly and that's why she's repulsive is the thing and you know she just looks kind of like a witch but they could have had something else where i mean obviously the way she's acting she's like you love me blah 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 but he's just like you're uglier than me and you know beauty's not supposed to be Mm -hmm. a thing for love and all that but hey if you're not attracted to somebody making a deal to love them anyway is still kind of gross and that's i mean it's 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 unfortunate but i mean uh yeah, you do need some sort of attraction to somebody. It's typically the first thing is, you know, you see somebody, you know, you, you don't really get to know a person just blind. So, you know, just saying, but yeah, it's uh, impolite to right. demand something in return for services of a uh, sexual nature. But 
it's not impolite to uh, have someone just basically offer to be paid for their services. Like if he would have yeah. made the deal first to her, like, hey, I'll, uh, you know, I will be your, mm. you know, significant other if, well, she says lover, like she specifically wants D in her V. That's what she's asking yeah, for yeah, very yeah. clearly. And uh, he's, if he would have just offered like, hey, for the right price, you can have this D in your V. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. Price is my face. Can, back, I, you know? He was going to give some D and some V if, you know, if he offered it first. And then, yeah, that things be all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The payment that she's asking for, it feels like she's holding it over his head and like somehow she arranged for him to get hurt just so she could demand sex forever from him to make yeah. it pretty again. It does seem like that, doesn't it? Like she had something to do with all this. Yeah, we'll we'll get there too. But I mean, if she's a witch, which by the way, the original title of this, or not the original title, but one of the titles this was sold under, is "Psyched by the 4D Witch," and they uh, definitely, with the something weird, uh, this version, like the "Psyched by the 4D Witch," was definitely uh, tried to be sold more as a psychedelic, trippy film. And the editing is trying to mess with you a little bit. Some of the ways that they're cutting back and forth where the witch shows up is obviously like like your freak out moments where you're supposed to be like, what the fuck? You know, like I can yeah. see an audience at a drive in tripping balls watching this and having a blast. But I really am worried that I could see that tripping balls and then leave a drive in. You'd hope they'd have a designated person who wasn't tripping balls. Hey, man, <laughs> yeah, what you doing? I am not tripping that. balls tonight. This is for everyone else. No, no one was back then. Not just a hippie. So no yeah. one, no one cared. No one was very cautious. Everyone's back then. like, Let, let's get move as, on to the next. Let's 20. get as fucked up as we can with children in the car. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's move. All on. right, all right. Next twenty minutes start. Uh, they're at his place, and of course, the lady uh, who we met at dinner turns into the witch, and that is our next clip. Mitch. If she can transform herself into a hot lady, why is she making deals with other people for sex when she could just transform herself yeah, into a hot lady and get D in her V? Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I actually just don't know. I don't know what the uh, the whole thing about that is. Seems a bit <laughs> weird to me, but whatever. Then we cut to a lady. She's in some sort of cavern or alleyway, it seems. She's looking for something, and a killer comes up and uh, melts her face off with fire. Uh, uh, pretty good effect, I thought. To me for the time yeah, yeah very grody um yeah, pretty cool yeah made me made me feel a certain certain way uh anger uh so anyway then we see uh some dudes are talking and of uh, talking it's our next clip so jordan 
I want you to go to Jefferson, Wisconsin. If this sensitive is any good, bring him back for testing. It may be a matter of national importance. When do I leave? This afternoon. The reservations have been made and there'll be a car waiting for you. Now, Jordan, here's the story. Seven women have been murdered in Jefferson in less than a month. Now, the local police are stymied. The town council's up in arms. The newspapers are full of it. Then the psychic comes along and says that he can solve the murders. The newspapers have given him all the publicity. Is he any good at all? He seems good. Too good. He was in an accident last summer, and he was badly burned. Almost burned to death. Then he started appearing on national TV. It's a funny thing, though. What's that? His face. The hospital claims that he was burned so badly that no type of surgery could help him. But on these TV shows, he looks like a movie actor. Bring him back, Jordan. Sounds very mysterious. I'll leave tomorrow. Today, Jordan. Today. Well, look, he, he travels with a girl. We haven't been able to get a lead on her, but check her out, Doctor. I certainly will. You know what I mean. If this psychic is as good as they say he is, the government wants him. Now, Jordan. Not tonight, Pussycat. Have to leave. Yeah, so you won't forget. I know something that would really make me remember. So do I. Don't be good, Alex. Keep in practice. publicity would die down. Yeah, you better believe it. These murders continue while I'll be out of a job, including a chief. By the way, Maddox, you heard the news. What news? Oh, we're going to offer a reward to the killer if he turns himself in. No, I'm serious. You know how hard the papers have been writing us. Well, now the town council thinks we can't do it without outside help. They're putting the screws on the chief to let a sensitive handle the case. Sensitive? What's a sensitive? A guy who sunburns too easily. No. It's a guy who knows things with a sixth sense or something. They say these guys can solve crimes just by meditating. In other words, Maddox, these are thinking men as opposed to cops. So the experts say. What does the old man think about this? Hmm? He's not happy, but he's a good politician. He plays both ends against the middle. Yeah, he thinks it won't work. Yeah, no, this guy's been on some big TV shows or something, a whole bit. And he's just looking for some free publicity, if you ask me. But uh, nobody asked me. Well, this guy's on the level. I'll go along with it. So far, we haven't come up with any answers. No clues, no motive, no pattern. This is no ordinary killer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, the doc gets into town, and a detective takes him to meet the old man, who's the chief. And that is our next clip. Hi, Max. Chief Ben. This is Dr. Jordan. Dr. Jordan. Hello, Taylor. I have a feeling that I'm not exactly welcome here. 
It isn't that you're not welcome, Doctor. I truthfully feel you're wasting your time here. I've had an awful lot of pressure from the public and the press, and now you're bringing me pressure from the federal government. What are you afraid of, Vinton? Progress? Yes. Progress. You might call it that. I call it something else. We're searching for a killer. This killer has killed seven women. Hocus pocus and magic aren't needed here. I've got my men out looking for clues that don't exist. You university fellows come here and try and help us. Well, frankly, I just don't think it can work. You're right. Science doesn't have all the answers, but we are trying. No one knows the heights to which the mind can reach, nor the depth. Now, if you as policemen fail, it's forgivable. But if science fails, it's monstrous. And that's why I'm here. I want to see if Mitchell is a fake. And if he is, demolish him. But if he isn't, well, then it might do well for you to use his help. I'd like to meet Mitchell now, if possible. All right. Maddox, bring Mr. Mitchell into the office. Oh, Mr. Mitchell, this is Dr. Jordan. Dr. Jordan's from Washington, D.C. And uh, this is Miss Ellen Parker. It's Mr. Mitchell's uh, secretary. Well, Dr. Jordan, I understand you've been sent here to test my validity as a psychic. Well, I'm used to that by now. I assume you're qualified to tell the difference between a true psychic and a phony. I've heard that you've been building quite a reputation as a performer, Mr. Mitchell. Do you like TV acting? I've changed many skeptics into believers in ESP, Jordan. Would you like a little demonstration of my gift? Chief, take an object, any object. Place it on a blank piece of paper on your desk. Don't let me see it. Conceal the object. That is the object you concealed, Chief. Your wife gave it to you for your birthday. But you think it's too ornate for your office, so you compromise by keeping it under the desk blotter. Are you satisfied, Doctor? Very impressive, Mitchell. I don't doubt that you have a highly sensitive mind, but I'd like to know how far these psychic powers go. That, Dr. Jordan, is something that no one in this world can ever know. Gentlemen, I'm afraid that will be all for today. You want any further testing of Mr. Mitchell's gift. I suggest you phone him at the hotel. Shall we go, Mitch? Before you go, Mr. Mitchell, I'd like to know something. Now, I'll buy all this talk about uh, radiations or whatever you call it. But what about people? How can this uh, extra sense of yours lead us to the killer? Detective Maddox, the mind is the greatest power of all, but it's not easy to explain. I'll give you an example. Write down a four-digit number. One, three, five, six. 
Well, Mr. Mitchell, after what I've just seen and what Dr. Jordan has been shown, I, I think maybe we might be able to work together after all. I, I uh, feel that I may have been a trifle hasty in some of my conclusions. What do you say, Dr. Jordan? It appears that way, doesn't it? Mr. Mitchell, I have a drug here, LSD. Uh, perhaps you've heard of it. It brings about a trance-like state and heightens your awareness or extrasensory perception. Now, I'd like you to take it and meet with me tomorrow, or perhaps the next day, for a demonstration. And that will answer any questions that I may have. Well, I've never taken the drug. But if it'll be any help to you, I'll be glad to, doctor. And now, we must go. Oh, before you go, I'd like to ask you out to my home for dinner tonight. I think it might be a good idea, since we're all going to be working together, if maybe we can meet some of my influential friends will be there, too. Say about 7 o'clock. Miss Parker and I will be delighted to attend. That's great. Dr. Jordan, I, of course, am including you in the invitation. Uh, I'm afraid he's made a believer of me. We'll see, Benton. We'll see. I'm very anxious to meet the interesting Mr. Mitchell. Well, he is amazing. Will you excuse us, dear? So they have their dinner party, and we see the doctor's actually flirting with who we know as the witch, and shithead mcgee mitch he's flirting with another guy's wife so that's all you know up and up so anyway then uh they all want to see like a demonstration of what mitch can do so mitch says he's going to contact the uh, afterlife you know the spiritual world he starts floating and phasing in and out of existence everyone feels weird shit until he passes out and everyone's like oh my god that was amazing and that ends that 20 minutes all right, so I think that the witch that changes back and forth from a beautiful woman back to the witch that made the deal with a man who is a uh, deformed human being to become his former glorious, beautiful self and keep his psychic powers. I think there's a little bit of a metaphor going on for how relationships get started. <laughs> <laughs> right so uh everybody starts off a relationship looking their best and uh, on their best behavior but really what's happening inside yeah. is there's the monster that they hide from everyone their darker self that they hope nobody finds out about because it might ruin that relationship whatever it may be or however abusive they may become and then every now and then you see their true face like the witch or his burnt face and well that's the face of the uh darkness that's beneath i, I think this is like a metaphor for relationships I think this is Herschel Gordon Lewis trying to be deep with his uh, films because he's doing something that's supposed to mess with your head. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Man, that actually that makes a lot of sense. Because <laughs> every time she transforms back into a witch, it's like at a, a really inopportune time. Um, that like if she actually did want D and her V, and it wasn't just the deal to get the D and her V, uh, she would just stay the beautiful woman, and she could have gotten it. No, but what the thing is is you're this horrible thing that you hide in order to get that sex, in order to get that relationship. Every one of us has this darker self that we try to deny and hide from everybody else whatever it may be that because we're afraid that people may not accept who that is and i think that's what those people represent um he tried to do a heroic thing but it was basically just him doing something
something that he could have just waited. The guy was already gone. He didn't need to move the line to get to the body. He was trying to show off, and that's what made him get hurt. So it's him pretending to be something that he's not. Again, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it because I'm just continuing to get higher and higher as we go through these clips, and I've got nothing to say during them. Or... Maybe he was playing around with some deeper metaphors in this because otherwise it's just literally um, she's it's all about her appearance. And uh, there's a lot of choices made here that don't make any sense at all, because if all she really wanted was to get laid, she could just trick people into thinking she's beautiful. I, you know, (laughs) there's no point. Yeah, but I, I, I can just see this guy just being like, I don't give a shit. No, I'm sure H.G. Lewis just probably threw it together yeah, to throw H. it together. Lewis. But uh, maybe. Sometimes an artist is, you know, whatever their intentions don't necessarily always matter because sometimes when they work on a subconscious level, they work things out like this on film. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and maybe it's kind of a it's treaty of long-term commitment, you know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we can we can move on. It's just right. trippy and weird and, yeah. and right. fun. So the next 20 minutes starts. They all go to church and talk to a priest. Hey, it's dialogue. That's our next clip. See, gentlemen, being aware of the cloth does not exclude me from believing that which reason says cannot exist. I only know that something, something unearthly has been visiting my chapel. Surely, Reverend Amon, you don't believe in ghosts. What you saw last night was a psychic phenomenon. It had nothing to do with spirits. All I know, Dr. Jordan, is that not only did I see this apparition in my church, but so did many of my parishioners. I can't explain it any better to them than I can to myself. Reverend, it's, it's possible that what you saw was hallucination. Well, there's been a lot of psychic talk since I arrived here, and, well, hysteria does have a tendency to grow. I can assure you, Mr. Mitchell, this is no trick of the imagination. My congregation is so appalled by this phantom that they have become quite derelict in their churchly duties. They feel the ghost is a malign creature and are quite in terror of it. I can't pass an opinion here. Perhaps Mr. Mitchell can solve this thing. Reverend, I'll help you if I can. I sense that there is something supernatural here. You better have a photographer present in case something happens. And one thing, don't ever tell Ellen that I've been inside this church. Well, gentlemen, we'll meet tonight. So then they're in the church later on uh, with the cameraman and all of a sudden we see a ghost woman coming and the cameraman runs away and the ghost woman and Mitch, they touch. She seems to reach out and then she disappears. Mitch explains to him that she needed contact with a living soul and is gone now. Uh, Then we cut to uh, just uh, people drinking in a bar and that is our next clip. I'm telling you this town is better off without all these it makes my blood boil the way the government can send it. anybody they want to take over a town. Well, I wouldn't exactly say they're taking over, but things were sure a lot different before that mind reader got here. Yeah, him and his girlfriend. They got the whole town spooky and accusing each other. It's bad enough with all those murders. Now we got ghosts too. Some ought to be done. Like what? I'll tell you. I wonder where Mitch is. I thought he went back to the hotel. But when they told me he hadn't, I rang your room. I'm glad I did, Ellen. I know. Alex, why don't you leave Mitch alone? Surely 
to say mind your own fucking business isn't it yep yep pretty much but we're all hip cats here i mean come on daddy-o all right so so then uh they leave the bar and the two guys who were kind of talking shit earlier they decide they're gonna jump them uh right when they try to do said jumping uh unfortunately for them uh dude breaks out his karate skills and he ends up beating the living shit out of both of them so i mean good for him uh, so then later on, she's telling the doctor, uh, they're back at his place that, or her place. I don't know. There's somebody's place that as long as Mitch is alive, she can never look at another man. Then we cut to Mitch is getting all down and busy with, uh, some other woman. Uh, the woman he was flirting with at the party who has a husband <clears throat> at this point, the doctor, uh, he's talking to, uh, the witch lady and he gets all sorts of rapey. And it's like, I just have to have you. You have to be with me. And he gets all aggressive. And she uh, she bites him on the hand. And then she calls out to Mitch. We cut back to Mitch. And he's like, did you hear that? And then all of a sudden, his face starts scarring again. So he runs away. Uh, then uh, later, uh, the doctor's getting ready to go to bed. And he calls to try to apologize to the lady. But uh, she she ain't having any of that. And she hangs up on him. Uh, then he thinks he sees something outside, like strange lights. He checks, but nothing's happening. Then he gets attacked by his blanket, uh, and uh, he has to fight off his blanket, and he's able to. It's a weird, it's a, it's a weird thing. Weird. Things. Yeah, you have weird to see it to believe happening. it. Yeah, but like it's yeah. supposed to be magic attacking him. But yeah, it's a, it's he's literally just fighting his blanket, and it makes no sense. But you just have to. Yeah, go yeah, just gotta just gotta accept that that's in the movie now. And um, and then after he gets to fighting off, we see the witch in the windowsill. She's kind of just laughing at him, although he can't obviously hear this. So uh, there's all that. And that's the end of that 20 minutes before we go into the final where that's that's how quick this shit can go. Yeah. So 
Um, I think the cheating thing goes, it's going on here where, you know, she's going to be with uh, somebody else and he's going to be with somebody else. Uh, it's kind of a curse where they can only be together uh, when they are with somebody else. That I dark side can- is revealed. No, I think they could be with other people. She just only has eyes for Mitch right now. And, uh, uh, or that's who she's bound to. And then the reason his face showed up is because she was attacked by this doc. And so she called out to him and was like, when he wasn't coming right away, that's, she probably let the magic go a bit like, hey, remember who runs fucking barter town bitch yeah that's a possibility but it's a weird sequence where this happens where they let themselves be in a situation where they could be cheating and he's down and he wants to do it but you know the yeah I'm telling you, man. I, I don't know, man. This whole movie's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely uh, living up to its name of something weird. It is definitely something weird. Because no matter what moment yeah. in the film that you're watching, you're going to see something weird. <laughs> it's its title yeah, so well. We weird can move on. Let's finish it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Final 20. Mitch and the detective talk. And that is our next clip. Covered all the murder sites. Now you know what it's like to be a cop for a day. Max, why can't we see the site where the last murder happened? I told you, Mitchell. I can't be responsible for your safety. Are you getting any impressions about this murder? <laughs> That's the whole problem. I'm getting too much. It's all jumbled around. i tell you one thing, though. He's a psychotic. Everything I've picked up points to his insanity. Like an animal. Hates women. I can sense that he wants to destroy them. Perhaps because he's afraid of them. That's interesting. But if it's true, if the killer is uh, psychotic, as you say, why has it been so hard for us to get him? Seems to me that an insane man would uh, leave more evidence than a normal one. Well, that'd be right in most cases. But I sense that our killer isn't insane all the time. Ah, come on, Mitchell. What kind of reasoning is that? Either a man is normal or he's nuts. You don't turn it off and on like a faucet. Look, Maddox, I'm a psychic, not a psychiatrist, but I can sense that this man is a schizophrenic. You know, a split personality. Now, most of the time, this guy is just as normal as you or me. But when something sets him off, and the unfortunate thing is that a schizophrenic is the cleverest killer of all, how do you find a madman sane 98% of the time? No, you're sounding like Dr. Jordan. So you think we're up against a part-time madman? Is that the best you can do? Well, it's the best I can do till you show me some more of the evidence I know you've got. You show me something, I'll tell you something. Okay. Tell me something. Well, whose is this? Look, uh, let's knock it off for the day. Yeah. Yeah, Maddox. Yeah, Maddox handed him a rifle. And so he got something out of that. You're going to find out what really soon. So anyway, uh, Mitch gets home and he decides to take the LSD. Um, He has a total trip in which which lady shows him like a murder site. Then it cuts to him in a uh, morgue and the guy in the slab gets up and is like, hey, I told you I can't be stopped. You know, you, I'm, you know, coming for you. You're going to die. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, he's just like, I just can't be stopped. 
uh, and then he points the rifle at him and he shoots him in the head. Mitch then wakes up and gets a call uh, from Maddox that they could check out a, one of the crime scenes. And he's like, it's going to have to be tomorrow. Because he, He's like, yeah, Maddox, I've had a rough day. But he says it like he does not like Maddox right now. So you've got to wonder why. Well, then we cut to the doc talking to some cops. And that is our next clip. That's all that I can tell you. It just happened. I, I can't explain it. First, I'm dozing off half asleep. And all of a sudden, I'm fighting a blanket that tries to strangle me. Look, Dr. Jordan, it's obvious something happened to you, but blankets that try to strangle you, this is a little hard to believe. Are you sure you weren't drinking? Maybe just one drink? No, I wasn't drinking. Well, look, let's just drop it. Look, we've got other things to worry about. If Mitchell's phone call to the chief was correct, then Maddox is on to him. Yes, thank And every minute we sit here talking about ghost blankets. Could mean Mitchell's life. I see. Let's get out of here and get him. Oh, no, wait a minute. Let's talk about this, huh? I don't think Maddox will make his move so soon. And we are positive that Mitchell's right. But you know the dream Mitchell said he had? He said Maddox shot him. Yes, but it was a dream. A dream produced by a drug. Now, we have to check this thing out before you guys rush in and do something foolish. Anyway, if Mitchell is right, then going after Maddox now just might touch him off. I don't know, Doc. I think we should grab him. You were the one that told us how good Mitchell was. I don't think we should wait. Well, I do. Well, I do, like a little baby boy. Anyway, we cut to Mitch walking down the street. All of a sudden, he gets shot right in the head, and we do see on the roof the murderer is Maddox. Maddox then shoots a cop who tries to help. Uh, all the other guys come out, and they give chase, uh, and uh, it's the doc. He tracks down Maddox after a chase scene that was a lot of filler for the movie. And uh, they chases him down. Maddox goes, you can't shoot on our man. He goes, exactly. And he shoots him anyway, like eight times, killing him. And after that, we cut to the chief's office, and that leads to our final clip. Miss Parker? Coroner reported that Mitchell died instantly. I, I am truly sorry. Jordan, they pulled five slugs out of Maddox's body. Five. Did it really take that much? Olive, don't play games with me. You were supposed to take Maddox the minute he appeared. Why did you wait so long? Look, I don't care what your man said. The whole thing was unfortunate. Uh, you talk as if I wanted Maddox to kill Mitchell. But why would I want Mitchell dead? I came here to bring him back to Washington. And as for Maddox, would you rather he have killed me? But this whole thing is very unpleasant. His partner's had a most unpleasant day. You lost a murderer. I lost a psychic. Jordan, I just want some facts. Actually, there's no one left who really knows what happened, except you. Thanks for having dinner with me, and for listening to my explanation about, well, what happened last night. Alex, be honest with me. Did you wait too long? Could you have saved Mitch? That again? Look, 
we've had a wonderful evening. Let's not spoil it. Alex, this is important to me. I've got to know. It's your fault. You said you couldn't look at another man as long as... Well, as long as Mitch was alive. I knew it. I knew it. Helen. You don't hate me. Oh, Helen. You don't know what you mean. Mitch stood in our way. He was no good. He didn't love you like I do. Anyway, Doc gets out of the car. He runs away, but he trips, stumbles, and his face lands face first in this like lit little fire that's these little balls of fire. They almost like like uh, like old timey bombs with wicks, and they're getting ready to be lit and go off. But his face falls on it. The witch steps over him, and says, "Uh oh," because his face is all fucked up. She goes, "I'll make you the same deal I made Mitch," and we know it's getting set to uh, go and. All happen all over again, and that's it. Roll credits. <laughs> all right, so this is where I really, really think that uh, part of whatever gives the witch her power is she must manipulate someone and torture them into like never being happy and never getting to see uh, what it is that they thought they were seeing or fell in love with. Uh, it also is a very serious indictment on people that only care about looks, for yeah, sure. Agreed. Yeah, I really do think it that is, uh, it is. Yeah, there. I think you might be right that there might be a little message that. Uh, that he's trying to throw in here with that kind of shit. Yeah, it's just heavy-handed enough. Yeah, it's just heavy-handed enough to get you really thinking about like relationships and things like that and what it all is trying to represent. Uh, it's definitely, I mean, if it's just a very surface level and he didn't think too deeply about it, uh, it's definitely a whole beauty in the eye of the beholder message is there for sure with this, with what they're yeah. trying to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and Big that uh, underneath all of that beauty could be a very manipulative, life-ruining witch, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think you do. Of course. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, this is a lot of fun to watch uh this is the yeah. third time i think i've watched something weird um i the first time i watched it i was buying uh up a bunch of stuff that was on sale on dvd from something weird video of all things and this is one of the ones that i picked oh. up it was like a closeout clearance kind of thing and I would watch yeah. uh, on on Sundays whenever I would prepare meals and things like that. When I was on a different diet other than keto, um, I was uh, preparing my meals for the week and such. I would play this or another movie of some sort in the background that I had just bought that week. Uh, I was starting to go through franchises, watching like Puppet Master movies, things like that. And before long, I started thinking about doing that for podcasting. And, you know, that kind of developed from there, from owning this DVD and some others. There you go. <laughs> And look at that. And then 
the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, it's like I said, it's a fun movie. It's one that I definitely think about pretty often because it's so weird and out there. And uh, either you can think too much about it or you can just kind of, I guess, discard it. But every now and then some of the scenes from something weird will pop into your mind. It will happen. Yes, I agree. It's always in there. The witch always remind me of the uh, like the Wizard of Oz witch. Yeah, I think that's definitely what they were going for, you know, because um, it's just a yeah. common thing that people would recognize that would maybe freak them out, you know, because that's literally what this film is supposed to be doing. It's supposed to be a psychedelic freak out is what they're attempting yeah. here. Uh, everything else has just served secondary to that. And there is a little bit of a message to it, too, because he had to hang some kind of a story. And the story he chose is beauty is only skin deep and uh, be careful what you wish. <laughs> Stop being a bitch. <laughs> also murdering for love is never a good idea because no if, no you should probably not murder for love yeah if you're going to kill for love if you're with someone who was murdering for love like or is murdering to get out of a relationship or to free up someone in a relationship what's to say that you won't be the next person to be murdered to free up someone for a relationship with them exactly if you're willing to do the murdering someone's willing to murder you back yeah yeah it's just a strange strange little movie and one i will not forget very soon but why don't we go ahead and move i already kind of gave a mini story time about this dvd but that's okay i'll probably have something else we'll come up with something uh because i have no story time for this one (laughs) (laughs) oh brother well you you can come up with anything then you have anything that you want to tell i'll try try. yeah i mean i i you know what i could probably work off the looks thing i'll try that <laughs> All right. So on the Pirate Radio Edit playing right now underneath us as we're getting to go is the band Los Chiquas with the song Changing the Colors of Life. And that is on the Pirate Radio Edit to represent the psychedelia that's in this film. When we come back, we will find something to do with the story time. Probably no one. Yeah, I have a pinch on for 60s garage rock and uh, acid rock and psychedelic rock stuff yeah. like that. Well, hopefully, Matt, you can it save surprises us. surprises no one. <laughs> hopefully, Matt, you can save us all with a little bit of a story time. Story time. Story time. Hi, children. Many moons ago, when your old Uncle Matt Syop before he met his lovely, beautiful, vivacious wife, he was single and uh, was going through quite the dry spell of uh, not dating. <laughs> hmm. 
some friends who were concerned decided to set me up on a blind date. And the woman I met, uh, without getting into too much of whys, she was physically, I was not attracted to her, just to let you know. However, and I was like, but I'm going to still go on this date. You know, when I saw her at the place, it was the first time I ever saw her. So we go out to eat. I was not, she was not physically attracted to me either. Finally, it came out. We were just honest with one another. I'll I'll give her full credit. She was more honest than I was. I wasn't going to say nothing. Uh, So then we actually just had a pretty good laugh and we had a pretty good, well, it wasn't really a date anymore. It was hanging out, talking about how shit dating was back then. I can't imagine what it's like now and uh, how our friends are kind of stupid. Because they would have, they all would have known that neither one of us were, would have been attracted to the other in that way. I never talked to her again, though. That was sad. She was kind of nice. I would like to have been a friend. But people, you might be worried about your friends if they're not, haven't dated for a while or something. But here's the thing. If you get to set them up on a blind date, set them up either a, first of all, blind dates are kind of dumb. Don't do that to your friends. Show them a picture so they know if they, if they want to do that or not. Uh, that's just polite. And number two, you should know your friend's types at least a little bit. So, you know, maybe stick into that fucking range. You know what I'm talking about? Don't just get all fucking artsy with your fucking choices of who your friend should date. There you go. End of story. Get the fuck out of here, kids. You're bothering me. <laughs> oh, grab your Uncle Matt a beer, will you? All right, cool. <laughs> wow, it's almost like you wrote that one ahead of time. That was like the most creative you've gotten with your story time. <laughs> <laughs> story time. Story time. I'm just saying, you know, you did. It's absolutely yeah, creative. It's a good one. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, fuck, how do I, how do I tell this? <laughs> All right. This is going to, this, okay. This, this is going to sound like such a fucking brag, right? Like it's going to sound like such a brag when I tell this story, but this shit uh, actually happened. All right. Okay. And, um, it's I'm just listening. this weird thing. Uh, the, the, the blind date thing that you're telling me about, um, I'm going to go the opposite direction and I'm going to talk about how, um, a mutual attraction happened to me at the exact wrong time in my life when I didn't need it to. Right. All Let's right. just go that way. All, right, uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm, uh, this is while Bev and I were, was dating. This actually kind of happened. Um, I was okay. at, uh, this, uh, I was Does at this dude's apartment this? and, yeah, yeah, I'm. It's fine. Actually, I'm. I'm gonna be fine okay. on this. Don't worry, man. It's good. All right. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm just. I'm just like I said. Like I said, it's gonna sound like a brag because this is this is exactly what happened. All right, and I'm, this is just how it happened. All right. So I'm at this dude's house, and it's in the band that I was trying to do. Um, just after college, Bev had moved to Omaha for like an internship thing that ended up turning into a full time job. This is before I moved out here to be with her, and I'm just upstairs in. Like, so there's like this guy that was like this band owned, uh, like we're renting the apartment on every level of this apartment complex. It was like an old house in Pittsburgh turned into an apartment complex. Since they rented every level, all the apartments had the key to the main door and they just turned it back into a house and they just locked the front door and then all of their apartments were open and all of them just kind of hung out. And if they closed their apartment off, it's because they wanted some privacy and it was like closing off your room in the house. They all had their own bathrooms. They all had their own mini kitchens, all of that kind of stuff. Well, I'm on the top floor and um, because it's the band's recording like or the band has recording.
recording equipment up there and it's the main guy that's in the band that has all the recording equipment we're doing like uh trying to cut like a demo or something that we can like sell at a show that we're about to do with this band and we're working our asses off and then all of a sudden when we stop recording we hear all this noise below us which means we can't record um so we go down to see what's happening and there's this like party going on on the very bottom floor of this apartment building and it's not a huge party it's just like a bunch of people pulled together and got some beer and uh there's just like a couple of dudes that are like fighting each other for whatever reason they keep trying to throw like to do a fight for no fucking reason other than they're just drunk and they want to fight and i'm like okay well that fucking sucks and i was like okay i don't think we can record anymore because we're not going to get them to stop doing this so you know let's let's just not record uh anything with microphones and let's just try straight into board later on or whatever and then uh, the guy that's recording with us is like well you know i want to drink a little bit so maybe we just stop recording for the night i'm like all right cool and so we start loading our gear out uh while this like party thing is going on and i'm just kind of standing against the wall because i got all my stuff done and i've noticed that there's like like seven guys going here and then like uh, their girlfriends but there's like two single ladies that are just kind of walking around and one of them every dude in this place is like hitting on like crazy hitting on and like trying trying to get with and like trying to like talk to and everything and she's just not interested in any of them and i'm just leaning against the wall minding my own fucking business not doing anything you know what i'm saying and uh, all of a sudden this girl who absolutely 100 is gorgeous like as soon as i look at her i'm like holy fuck you are gorgeous right like i'm not gonna argue that at all she comes over and starts talking Mm. to me and i'm like what the fuck and like my bass player in the band who's extremely single and has already tried to hit on this girl is looking at me like what the fuck you know and i'm just like oh hi she's like what are you doing here i'm like i was just upstairs uh my band was recording with he's the guy that lives upstairs this is their band's house and i'm just recording there and everything i say she gets more and more interested in me even though i'm just trying to be polite right and i'm like holy fuck this is not fair why is this hot girl talking to me right now like this and she's like oh you're in a band and i'm like fuck what did i just do i'm like yeah uh, It's not a big deal. Yeah, I'm in the band. I'm I'm the lead vocalist. It's not a you know. It's not not a big deal. We're we're a metal band. You probably wouldn't even like it. And she's like, oh, what kind of metal? I'm like, oh god damn it. And then my bass player is like, what the <laughs> fuck? Just looking at me like, come on, this is not fair, you know. And then like other people are starting to look at me while this girl's talking to me, and I'm like, okay, um, yeah, we're uh we're kind of like hardcore and a little bit of death metal. And then she starts naming off bands that she likes and she's more and more into me and interested in me and asking me all of these questions and like really getting interested in me. And no matter what I try to do to get her to get less interested in me, it's not working because like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I'm just dumbfounded. Like, why yeah. is this gorgeous woman talking to me and interested in me? Like, what did I do? Right. I'm just standing there. I, I It was I, just because I was the only one that wasn't like fawning over her that she wanted to see if she could get attention from me why is this happening i'm just uncomfortable me like super awkward and for some reason it's working and she gets more and more into me no matter what i do no matter what i try and then all of a sudden my bass player looks over and he goes he's got a girlfriend and just blurts it out and i'm like yes yes i do i was having a wonderful conversation with you otherwise yeah yeah (laughs) and i just like i I was just like i was like a deer in headlights standing there like what do i fucking say you know and then the bass player basically just blurts that out because he's trying to get with her and get her attention. Well, of course, your, your, ba- your bass player is justifiably trying to cockblock. It's the only time cockblocking is uh, justified. Well, right. And I mean, like, I am literally trying to get her to not be interested in me, but also like. Yeah, you're just some- you're not you're trying not to be a whole dick about it. 
Right, right. And I'm like, you know, oh, yeah, um, all my lyrics are about horror movies. I'm a horror movie fanatic. I love horror movies, too. Fuck. Everything. Literally everything. It didn't matter what I said. And just like I could tell, everybody else in the room is like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to get her to stop talking to you? And I'm like, well, I have a girlfriend. Thank you very much for blurting that out, dude. (laughs) Jerk off. (laughs) <laughs> and yes, he wasn't doing it to be supportive and to remind me that, you know, I had the love of my life already. And no, although this girl was yeah. extremely attractive, there was no need for me to continue talking to her. <laughs> That's right. Get out of there, court. What are you doing? <laughs> it was literally the most uncomfortable thing ever. No matter what I said, she just got more interested in me. <laughs> Again, I told you it was going to sound yeah. like a brag, but that actually did happen. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice, humble All brag, right. court. Nice, humble brag. Again, again, I... <laughs> It was the attraction thing, right? And it went along with your story, yeah. but it was like the opposite side of it. Instead of neither being, it was both, but it couldn't happen for a different reason. And uh, what a most yeah. wonderful reason it was, because I do not regret the life that I have with my wife at all. I am a wife. I don't, I, I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> if that's a thing but, that you, you can know. cause some, call somebody to like talk down to them. Yeah, a wife guy. Wife guy. Yeah. I don't, that's I don't, a thing I don't that people know how try that's to level talking people. down to anybody. Really? Yeah, it's You're the thing that they try to guy. level. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. yeah Let's move on. Let's close out this fucking episode so and just be done. Yeah. I try to be. I don't know if I am or I'm not. I, I try my best to be. Yeah. So there we go. Let's end it, though. Going to play the Ending Legion promo. When we come back, we will have the band Wheels with the song Bad Little Woman, which fits with the story of the film and also is a psychedelic freak out right after this. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
girls with bad little women. And as I promised, that definitely fits with the plot line of this film. Yeah, that definitely fits. <laughs> Especially with the ending, which is why I saved it for the ending of the film. Of course. If you'd like to find all the previous instances where Court has humble bragged in the previous 407 episodes, you can find that at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. Good shit. I'm also Good shit. I'm also available to be called out on my humble brags, which I'm clearly just trying <laughs> to brag about myself about. Legion Discord chat is where I'm available for you. Yeah, fucking sell it, you humble bragging motherfucker. <laughs> All right, let's do the rundown of meme delivery. It starts at Instagram, cinema underscore psyops there, aptly named for the podcast, then to the Facebook page, aptly named for the podcast, cinema psyops, and then the Facebook group, aptly named for the podcast, cinema psyops. I'm also found on Facebook where you can also get the memes if you just follow me there as court psyops, and that's how we're going to close out the show. <laughs> well, while you're out there wondering why I didn't just go ahead and say this anyway, kick the fuck out of this weekend, make it your business. Anytime we shout hello, it always ends up dropping into an impression of Day of the Dead. To Day of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello. God, just the way he said hello. I wish you Hello. Just the way he says it. I, w- I wish he would have gotten a, you know, fucking ripped apart earlier. <laughs> Whiny little bitch. <laughs> so much hate. You're I'm a- having a psychotic break. You're allowed to record on your side now, so why don't you go ahead, my man? Recording uh, in progress. Uh, <laughs> one, two, three. Yep. Yeah, I, I I fall a lot under uh uh who's was the uh oh god the bigger guy with the beard and the glasses who had to shoot himself uh which one was that Steel because that, that wasn't Rhodes Steel yeah I get more like Steel every day when it comes to uh, that other guy I'm more like guy uh, idiot gotta fucking let's kill him. Fuck it, fuck him up. Except for the whole like rapey vibe that he had going on, I can agree with you on that point with Steel. He yeah, I don't have that. Miguel. No, 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 I don't. I don't have that shit. <laughs> yeah, Miguel was uh, cracking, and it was probably. Well, you know what? Don't so was uh, the lady. She was very right about Miguel. He was getting ready to fucking yeah. crack. Fucking idiot. <laughs> we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about something weird. No, no, no. We already did that movie. <laughs> All right, here we go. Something weird. Welcome to the four hundred. Seventh episode, I think, of Cinema Psyops. No, 408. Hold anyway, let's just go ahead and get into it. All right, we're good. All right, cool, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, all right. Uh, something weird. Uh, First well, 20 we gotta, minutes. We're not there uh, yet. I still have to. Changed. Whoa, 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 whoa. I still have to play the Legion Patreon added stuff. We're not there yet, my man. <laughs> that makes it good. I'm yeah, excited.
Well, while you're out there wondering why I didn't just go ahead and say this anyway, kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your bitch. <laughs> All right. You can go ahead and stop uh, on your side. Let's see here. Let me, we'll Recording stop. stopped.